Today on the show, I am joined by Manny Montanez of nerdy Christian clothing company, Quiet Mountain Apparel. We're going to talk about his journey from church work to designing his own clothing lines and what it's like in the apparel industry. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds today have no idea how good they have it. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Tatra, and I ate my twin in utero. I hate that you made me say that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for making us your daily stop for the latest in nerdy news. Now, Monday through Friday. Today, we have a special episode for you. This week, I sat down with Manny Montanez from Quiet Mountain Apparel, and we had a lot to talk about. Without further ado, here is the interview. All right. Well, I am joined by Manny Montanez. Am I saying that correctly? Uh, yes, yes, Montanez. You are. Good morning, sir. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Good morning to you. It's um, no, it's awesome to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We are so glad that you're here. So this is actually like the first interview uh, of this nature that I think anybody at LTN has ever done. We interview a lot of people in the nerd sphere, uh, mm-hmm. usually like game developers and uh, sometimes like music- musicians or cosplayers, things of that nature. Um, this is the first time I believe that we are talking to somebody who is in the apparel business of the Christian nerd space. And I'm very excited about that. But before we dive into what that's all about, I want to know a little bit more about you. If you could introduce yourself, like how, how tell us a little about yourself, you know, your faith, your family, all that kind of stuff. What do you love to do? Okay. Um, well, I am, um, originally from Los Angeles. Um, that's the company itself it's based in Arcadia um, I've I'm a church kid I grew up in the church I've been there pretty much all my life I gave my life to the Lord when I was about six years old Ooh. and believe it or not I actually like stuck with it like I took it seriously I kind of trip out on that when I think back you know when you're a kid you're just okay I'll, yeah. I'll say the prayer mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go to you know Sunday school or whatever mm-hmm. just you know because your parents drag you to it but at the time I was like well I actually like was interested okay wow what's in the Bible? How do you pray? And this and that. Yeah. That's a bit and, of a unicorn situation. It's, it's kind of a rarity that you have a, someone that young that just sticks with it. My wife is also one of those got saved at oh. seven and then just, yeah, just, that's, I've made my life decision. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. It's, it's, it's yeah. a trip to say the least. Um, but yeah, I mean, I grew up, um, in church. I did ministry for many years involved in you know, the worship team and, um, did a little missionary work um, in my 20s and part of multimedia, youth leader for a bit. And just, you know, it was all my life's pretty much has been like working in church, just involved trying to help people, um, you know, trying to do things like that. Um, as far as family, I'm uh, married. We've been married for almost three years come October. Awesome. Uh, I actually met her in the church as well. We um, It was funny, the first time we ever really like talk, talk, um, we're kind of chatted like i tried to have some small talk with her it was over dragon ball z oh nice um, yeah oh yeah yeah i was you know remember that 
and Scott Pilgrim when he tried to be cool with uh, Ramona and mm-hmm. with the whole like Pac-Man antidote. So I remember like the first time we were kind of chatted, I remember telling her like, hey, so, you know, you know, before Dragon Ball Z came to the U.S., it was already in like Mexico, and, you know, it was dubbed in Spanish first. And then right away she's like, oh, yeah, I know. Really? You, you know about this? And she's like, oh, yeah, when I was in El Salvador, I used to watch it all the time. And Ryan was like, oh, she's kind of cool. And just kind of, kind of went from there. And then, you know, later on, um, you know, we started talking, we started dating, and, you know, then we got married. And it's, it's been a fun adventure ever since. That's fantastic, man. That's really, really cool. So let me uh let's let's dive into this because you know this is a, a bit of a shorter show than than most so let's jump into the main question how did you get started in apparel design um you know it's it's pretty random uh, a really good friend of mine he had started his own apparel his own business um a few years ago and he was you know selling online and i remember he was over at my house one day and started like um, telling me about, like, hey, I just started my business. And I was like, okay, what are you doing? Because he's, he's a graphic designer. He's, he taught me a lot of just basics on, like, how to get started with Photoshop and understanding contrast and designs and all, all different things. And I started, I got curious about it. So I started picking his brain, started asking him, like, okay, so how did you get your business license? How did you, you know, do this and the other? And he started, you know, breaking it down to me. And I started thinking, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. That seems pretty doable. And I remember thinking to myself, well... I know a little Photoshop. I know kind of make a fun designer too. I used to make flyers and stuff at, at my old church. So why not? So I remember I started praying about it. Started, um, you know, cause I, I always wanted to start my own business and, um, you know, this is right when we had just gotten married, um, my wife and I about a year into it. And I remember asking her like when I, you know, took her out to, to dinner and I kind of threw the idea, like, what do you think about, you know, I like to start a business. She's like, oh, okay, well, what did you want to do? And I told her, well, I want to um, make a Christian apparel line. I want to, you know, design, make designs for people to wear at church or if they're going to evangelize or just regular, like, day-to-day if they're just, you know, doing laundry or going shopping. And right away, she was, like, super supportive of it. She, um, like, was 100% on board, like, okay, so what do you need to do? How do you, because my thing is, my wife, my wife um, she's a planner, which has really been extremely helpful with the business itself because she helps me to kind of figure out, okay, you need to get this, you need to get that, and so on and so forth. So right away, um, I started trying to figure, okay, what's the name of the company going to be? What kind of design should I do? And the thing is with with that, it kind of leads into a little bit of a backstory um, as far as being able to design, being able to be creative um, on account of um, before then, I had stop being a creative for about two years. Hmm. Um, it kind of goes um, back to to my old church where I grew up. Um, I, you know, like I said earlier, I was very heavily involved with ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, so like multimedia with um, like youth ministry, um, worship ministry for many years. Um, but it got to a point where I experienced uh, uh, burnout, hmm. ministry burnout. And it's funny because um, I don't know about like other um, you know churches or ministries, but at least where I, I came from at the time, it was very uh, taboo, the word burnout. 
Mm. But it's like, well, no, you, you can't get burnt out. You know, just just pray about it. Just, you know, fast, read the word. You'll be fine. And there's times where it's just like, you know, it can be ministry. Um, it can be very demanding. Yeah. Especially when you're, and the thing is when I saying them, it was in three different ministries. It wasn't like three different seasons. Right. It wasn't like, okay, <laughs> like during this part in my teenagers, I was in here and here when I was in, you know, the college years. I was, no, there was times where I was in, involved in all three at the same time. Right. And they would be at times very demanding at the same time. So as soon as like, I can honestly say, um, I would be playing, you know, worship, playing, you know, keyboard or what have you. And then as soon as we were done with worship and started going into announcements and stuff, then I'd run to the back. Okay. What, what graphics do we need for this or that? Okay. Let me help. You know, I was literally going jumping from one to the other and I got burned out. Yeah. So after a while, just going, you know, you go through the motions. You're just like, okay, I'm doing it just because it needs to be done. But you start losing, um, you know, that passion, that fire, that, you know, like, oh, man, I'm doing this for the Lord. I'm doing this, you know, to help people. And you're like, yeah, I'm just doing it because it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. Yeah, and I, I remember, you know, like I said, like some people I would talk to about it. And they're like, well, no, you're, you'll be okay. You're not burnout. We don't believe in burnout. <laughs> and even and you know there's times you would go to like you know conferences or men's conferences and stuff and they would preach like oh burnout doesn't exist you know you just you need to be on fire for God and you know winning out the loss and this and that and it's like okay I get that I want to do that but at the point where it's like I I just don't have it, the heart I don't have it in me that is probably one of the most dangerous mindsets that it still exists. I think we're getting better about it as a church culture, yeah. uh, re, you know, recognizing the need for, you know, protecting mental health and things of that nature. But uh, that's that's still a problem. It's, uh, I mean, even Jesus broke down, you know, and prayed for God to take the cup from him if he could. I mean, it's, those are, those are taxing things. And, you know, those kind of emotions are real. And especially in church, it's just like, it's just like you said, you you don't get to quit a ministry when you start. Even if you start a new one, you're like, okay, but you're still going to do that other one, right? Because, you know, oh, yeah. 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Oh, <laughs> That's just is. how it's been. <laughs> yeah. There it is. No, I completely understand that, fallen victim to that myself. But that was more my fault than anybody else's. It wasn't a expectation. It was like, yeah, I can totally do all of this. Yeah. No problem. Forever. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, I totally get that. Yeah. And that was the thing. It was like... I remember the same thing. I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can get this done. I'll be fine. But then I started kind of seeing like, okay, I'm relying more on myself. I'm relying more on my strength. Mm-hmm. And then instead of like, you know, trusting in God to, to strength at the same time, just even just trying to find a chance to take a break yeah. or at least learning to say no. And I know that, um, you know, when you get so busy, so busy, so on the go, um, it gets harder to just do basic, Christian rhythms, practices, as far as like prayer, reading the word, just trying to feed yourself so you can, you know, you can feed others. Mm-hmm. Um, bad, like I'll take all full accountability in that. But at the same time, it was just the ministry I was a part of. It was very um, event driven. It was very, you know, on the go. So like literally every week there would be another event. So we need another image. We need another video. We need another, oh, hey, you know, we need you to play keys at this thing. We need you to play keys at that thing. But at the same time, you're also going to need to run over here and, you know, film this and film that. And it would just get so busy. Too. Just I was like, I'm draining I'm yourself. Done. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just be like, I'm done. <laughs> so you took, uh, you took some time off, some time away mm-hmm. from creating. And then the inspiration to start this, this uh, apparel company started where the name quiet mountain apparel come from. Um, 
Well, it's funny, Quiet Mountain, it comes from um, the idea of, you know, separating um, towards God. Like, you know, finding that, that quiet time, that peace time to be able to separate, to pray, to listen to, you know, God's guidance where does he want you to go in life and in ministry. You know, you think um, with Moses, you know, like he was separated to Mount Sinai and God gave him uh, the Ten Commandments. Um, where I'm at over here, we have um, things called Prayer Mountain. I don't know if you're familiar with that or have that over so. where you're at. Um, well, Prayer Mountains, they're kind of like Christian campsites where it's, it's meant to go to separate, to pray. Um, that's one of the things that I remember growing up, we would go on like Friday nights, we would spend the night and, you know, leave Saturday morning. And it was for like corporate prayer for like, you know, different members of the church to gather. Hmm. And there was, it was great because it was, it was, um, Literally, you can, you can rent a small room that's enough to fit one or two people in it, and that's all you do. You just pray, you separate. Um, they had bigger rooms, you know, if you want to take, like, you know, members from your church or a Bible study, uh, things like that. So the idea with Quiet Mountain was just, you know, as a meaning to have intimacy with God, be able to separate and to listen to Him. Um, and then at the same time, my wife kind of jokes that um, I'm kind of her Quiet Mountain because I'm... I'm kind of a big person, and I'm quiet by nature, so um, <laughs> so the name kind of fits. Well, that's good. That, that's that's actually quite beautiful is how that connects to the idea of you having to take a forceful break to find, you know, where God was taking you next. I love that. So running an apparel shop, uh, before I got involved with LTN, I had another, like, little kind of goofy it wasn't so much nerdy as it was comedy-driven kind of ministry. And we were really good about designing, like, stickers. You know, we had good sticker designs. And then as we attempted to move into apparel ourselves, we're like, well, these sticker designs do not look good on shirts. And we tried so hard to make good-looking, funny Christian T-shirts And I don't think we made a single one that I was ever happy with and sold basically nothing before we were like, okay, forget this. (laughs) So I got to know kind of what, what it's like, like what's the most stressful thing about running an apparel shop? Um, you know what, actually the designs that does play a huge factor in it. Um, cause I was, when I first started, um, a quiet mountain, I remember, like I said, like I took a break and it was from being a creative. And I feel like the time like that was God closing the door during those two years. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't create anything. I would try to do designs. I would try to like, let me write a script for a, you know, a video or something. And it just wouldn't happen. When I started this business, that's when it's finally, it's like God opened the door. And all of a sudden I was able to create designs. Now, when it originally started the shop, it wasn't so much nerdy uh, Christian apparel. It was more um, general. Okay. Um, you know, just more general Christian apparel, just had like maybe like just simple text sayings, or I was still trying to figure out, okay, what's going to be the designs, what are, what's going to be um, like the identity of, of the brand. Um, but when we started getting into like more of the nerdy attire, um, that's a difficulty I find. Um, it's just that you're trying to find a balance between like, you know, something that's Christ-centered and then something that's also nerd, nerdy, geeky. Um, whatever a person's fandom is. Right. In a, in a way that looks not corny, too. That's difficult to do. Exactly. And uh, I'm going to throw up some of your designs here for people to see. Um, oh, awesome. Like, they're very, very, I mean, they, 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 
they passed that corny test really easily. Like I was very impressed with how good these were. And, and honestly, several of them made me mad because like, this is such a good idea. <laughs> how, how did I not come up with this at some point? Um, it's, it's difficult because you do want to try not to be corny. Cause that's the thing. It's like starting to research this. I started saying, okay, like maybe I can get some ideas from like other, like, you know, nerdy mm-hmm. Christian apparel brands. And that's the thing is like, they don't really exist. There's not a like, lot. A, yeah. It's not a lot, a handful of that. Because, I mean, you'll go and you can do a search, like, okay, Christian nerdy t-shirts, go on Google and type that in, and you'll find, like, other, um, you know, graphic tee businesses that just happen to have, oh, I have a couple of, like, funny Jesus t-shirts, funny right. church t-shirts. Yeah. And But the rest is all, like, you know, sports or whatever, what have you. Um, but then when the ones I would find, I was like, yeah, they are kind of corny. They are kind of, like... <laughs> yeah, you okay, might have come across I... a couple of mine. Yeah, they were pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> so yeah so yeah, it's just trying not to to fall into that yeah you i know, think it's not it's not easy i think these are great honestly um thank you what is the most rewarding thing about running a apparel business um seeing people wearing your your products i mean yeah, honestly right. you, yeah. you see people wearing your t-shirts hoodies and y'all see you know we'll get tagged in um photos every so often on instagram and you'll see them either they're at church or they're traveling, you know, whether it's doing missionary work or at a conference or just day to day life. And they're wearing it. You're like, wow, somebody actually liked that design and they're, and they're rocking it. And, you know, they're showing it off to their friends or, or what have you. And it's just, it just feel rewarding to see like, hey, I worked on this. I worked hard on this. I'm praying that God led me through this design that it's actually going to be able to minister to somebody or that or from them wearing it that they're able to you know, open up a opportunity to, to witness to somebody. Cause that's, it's not a very common thing when you see two niches where it's, you know, Christian and nerdy. Um, I believe that does kind of will capture somebody's eye and make them take a moment to look and like, Hey, what's that about? Why is there a verse? Why is there something with a, a Gundam robot? That doesn't <laughs> you know, exactly see that every day. Like, and it is rewarding just to see somebody wear it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd have to be it, wouldn't it? So one last question. What would be a good piece of uh, advice for somebody who is a creative person, has a desire to get into this kind of realm of design? What What would be something that you've learned in your process that you wish you knew at the beginning? Um, well, I mean, if somebody was wanting to do, um, designs that are, you know, church-based, that are Christ-centered, um, get into a lot of prayer, make sure to like, you know, ask God for guidance, like, okay, what kind of designs do you want me to do? Where do you want to lead? Um, I would say go to YouTube. That's where I learned a lot of things as far as like, okay, how to put the designs together. Cause I swear nowadays you can learn just about anything on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it's, you go on there to see, okay, how do I set up the website? Am I going to use um, a standalone like Shopify or am I going to use Etsy or Redbubble or what place um, do you want to sell it through? Uh, as well as learning, okay, what are the proper dimensions for the designs or coloring? Uh, things like that, as well as learning um, marketing as well. Like, how do we get the advertisements? Do I do through Google? Do I do through Facebook? Things like that. Um, I think if one is to go into designing like their own apparel. Um, think about something that you would wear. Mm. I think that's always kind of like, what would you like? What do you, what would you wear? And then you go and 
throughout design. And then after that, you kind of, you, you know, not everybody, but a few friends, if you have that, or, you know, you can trust their opinion. They're not just going to tell you what you want to hear. Like, oh, that's great. When it ends up being, you know, as we said earlier, corny, um, <laughs> you, you, you know, you show them the designs, you kind of like, you know, help them, you know, pick their brand. Like, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And just be open to creative criticism. Mm. Um, because that's going to really help because, you know, we'll, we can have our own ideas like, oh, this is going to work. This is going to work. But if it doesn't, we can't, we shouldn't try to like force it. We shouldn't try to push it. Um, it just has to kind of happen um, naturally, organically. Um, but yeah, I mean, start, start design. That's the main thing too. Start playing around with design, start making uh, kind of a bit of a portfolio, at least get like four or five designs ready to go. And then from there, um, decide like, Hey, do you want it on t-shirts? Do you want it on hoodies? What, um, what type of apparel clothing do you want to rock it on? Yeah, I think that 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 industry, the like the self publishing uh, of t shirts and stuff, has been fairly growing fairly big in the last decade or so. Like you said, with Redbubble, we also have like Cafe Press. I think was the first one that lets you do it in a small batch. Oh, yeah. uh, Sticker mm-hmm. Mule is even doing like t shirts where you can just do one at a time and test it out and see how it goes. Um, but yeah, essentially you're saying just don't try and do it all on your own, <laughs> get the, oh, yeah, get the yeah. guidance that you need and also rope some people in to give you honest feedback. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, well, that's about all the time that we've got Manny, but can you tell the people how to find you and your store, uh, all over the place? Hit us with some links. Oh, oh yeah. You can, uh, if you want to see what we have, you can go to clientmountainapparel.com. Um, that's where everything's at. All the t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, tank tops. Uh, I actually just launched a new collection called, um, Harvest, Harvest Night. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Did you, did you have that at your church or like fall festivals kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, It's it's kind of like Christian Halloween, so to speak. (laughs) Um, so I mean, that's actually, um, you know, and personally it has, um, like a place in my heart on account of that's where my wife to be. That's when I knew that I liked her for sure. And I wanted to get to know her. Um, long story short, I was running the video game booth at the, our, our church's um, harvest harvest night and her and a couple of sisters from the church, they walked over, her friends were playing the games. And while my wife and future wife was just kind of standing there watching something inside said, you better go talk to her or you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember going over there, um, trying to um, work up my inner Zap Brannigan to um, work up a little courage to s- say hello. And from there, I remember at the end of the night, I remember thinking, man, I like this girl. I really want to get to know her. And then I'd come to find out, you know, sometime later that she felt the same way about me. So with this new collection, it just it's kind of a celebration of churches that have um, that, you know, Halloween alternative. So you can see like different designs, just kind of, you know, having fun with it. Um, the fact, one of the designs, it says, um, how's it go? It's like Halloween, but without the monsters. Mm. All right. Um, Yeah. We'll we'll throw some of those up here too, for people to see. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they can go there to um, quietmountapparel.com as well as following us on uh, socials at quietmountapparel for both Instagram and Facebook. That's fantastic, man. Uh, I dug the, the Futurama reference that you had there too. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Manny, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, I hope to get to talk to you again in the future. Uh, but, uh, you've been fantastic, man. I'm so excited. And folks go check out 
the clothes, the designs that he has made, they are fantastic. I guarantee you, if you're a Christian nerd, you're going to find something on there that you definitely want in your wardrobe. Manny, have a good morning, man. You too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you again to Manny for joining us on the show today. And with that interview over, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll share today in nerd history. Stick around. I'm Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the Nintendo Switch Online subscription service as it stands in 2023. For those who own a Switch but have never dived into the online service, it might be time. The cost of this service is only $20 a year for an individual or $35 for a family. For this, you will, of course, open up online play for games like Mario Kart 8, Splatoon 3, and more. But it also comes with a whole host of classic games for the NES, the Super Nintendo, and the Game Boy. All the classics, some rare gems, and even some games only released in Japan are available to play, with plenty of save slots and even the feature to pause and rewind the game to save yourself from early deaths or choose another path without having to restart the whole system. While it's definitely cheating, it has allowed me to beat games I've never been able to before, like Super Mario Bros. 3 or a few of those older Zelda games. This service also allows for some cloud data storage and a few online perks, but all of that for just 20 bucks is well worth it. But there is another level you can open up, the expansion pack. Switch Online with the expansion pack is $50 a year for the individual, or $80 for a family. It is quite a price hike, so it really comes down to what it offers. First of all, it brings a library of Game Boy Advance, Sega Genesis, and Nintendo 64 games to the mix. The selection of these games are smaller and not all have the same rewind function, but they are certainly big draws. The Nintendo 64 library has massive hits like Star Fox 64, GoldenEye 007, Banjo-Kazooie, Mario Kart 64, and most recently, 1080 Snowboarding. But perhaps a bigger draw is dependent on what games you already own. If you own Splatoon 2, Animal Crossing, or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you will find massive expansions to those games here. Splatoon Two adds an entirely new single-player adventure. Animal Crossing adds the Happy Home Paradise expansion, allowing you to help others build their homes and islands. And Mario Kart has been coming out with waves of updates, of which the final one is about to drop, effectively doubling the already huge list of tracks. Several redesigned classic tracks, real-world inspired tracks from Mario Kart Tour, and a few brand new ones as well. For me and my family, even if I don't get to play as much as I'd like, the Switch Online Plus expansion service is well worth the cost for a year. But even if the expansion pack might be too steep for you, any Nintendo fan, especially the millennials among us, will find the basic Nintendo Switch Online service to be a steal at just 20 bucks a year. Once again, I'm Radio Matt, and remember, nostalgia is a heck of a drug. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. To wrap up the show, it's time for Today in Nerd History. Today in Nerd History. 
date is September 22nd. In 1989, Family Matters premiered. This sitcom follows the lives and adventures of the Winslow family, an African-American middle-class family living in Chicago, and their nerdy neighbor, Steve Urkel, who often causes trouble with his inventions and antics. In 1994, Friends premiered. This sitcom follows the lives, loves, and laughs of six friends in their 20s and 30s who live in New York City. In 1997, Stone Cold Steve Austin interrupted Mr. McMahon, who was delivering a speech on WWF Monday Night Raw. This confrontation ended in Stone Cold delivering his signature move, the Stone Cold Stunner, to his boss, officially kicking off their legendary rivalry. In 2004, Lost premiered. This is a show about a group of plane crash survivors who struggle to survive and uncover the secrets of a mysterious island, while also dealing with their own pasts and destinies. In 2014, Gotham premiered. This series tells the story of how a young detective named Jim Gordon tries to fight crime and corruption in a city that is home to the future Batman and his enemies. Find out more nerdy facts about today's entries at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. We hope you have a fantastic weekend, and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of your day. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube or 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast. Oh, my God. Pasta app. Podcast app. App. <laughs> Where do you get your pasta at? <clears throat> or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can catch up on any episodes you miss. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Daedra. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.